All right, we're in the perfect place here. I'm sitting with uh, Jeff Sargent, is the father of Josh Sargent, um, which everyone knows and needs no introduction there. Uh, but we're sitting in a funny place because this is St. Louis. We're at a St. Louis bread company. And uh, everywhere else it's known as Panera. So it's kind of one of those weird places that St. Louis is can kind of strangely be proud of, maybe. Where else will we meet, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> it's kind of appropriate. So uh, Jeff, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, let's dig into this. Uh, we're going to talk about Josh Sargent. We're going to talk about going to Europe. But first, I want to talk about you. Um, you were a player. You were a striker. Your wife was a striker, My right? wife was a striker. I okay. was actually a defender. Okay, so interesting. I like to say that I taught Josh how, how defenders think. So, <laughs> Well, he's well-rounded, so maybe that's true. Um, yeah, so tell me about you, uh, your soccer life, You know, starting maybe as a kid, getting up into how far you went. Yeah, I played, uh, you know, played club ball for the Plumbers in uh, all through grade school into high school. High the school, plumbers? I went to. Yeah, that was the name of the club. <laughs> <laughs> North County people remember them. All right, great. <laughs> and then uh, went to St. Thomas Aquinas Mercy High School. Mm-hmm. One state there as a junior. Um, played for Vince Drake there, and then went on to Flow Valley where Pete Sorber was a coach. Um, nice. Learned a lot from him. Him yeah. and Tommy Howe was our trainer that year, and was awesome those two together taught me you know, more than i could imagine in one one or two years and, no uh, kidding that's actually really lucky to get yeah. them oh yeah they, that's Louis before was, they moved on <laughs> right yeah 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 that's really great um so you got to the college level defender what, what was the actual position typically like a sweeper i was the nice. last man very <laughs> nice um how about your wife too let's talk about that she went to, well, first I'll finish up. I went to Sagamon State in Springfield, Illinois after that, which okay. NAIA power. Um, and then my wife, she went to Hazelwood West High School, played there, um, and went on. She also played at Flow. She won a national championship there for the ladies' team mm-hmm. and then went on to SIUE and finished her career there. Awesome. Did you guys meet at Flow? Yes, we did. Very nice. <laughs> Very cool. Um, I would love to go into that, but we got so much to cover. Yeah, Let's no talk problem. a little bit about um, you were a coach too, though. Like you were Josh's first coach, right? right? Yep. So, how, what age did that start? Uh, so it started when he was three. His, he has an older sister, two years older than him, and she was playing soccer. And Josh was a kid that never sat down. Mm. He wanted to play whatever ball there was. So. He watched his sister play long enough. He was three. We couldn't find any leagues for three-year-olds, so he had to fudge and say he was four. <laughs> I did that too, actually. So, did you? Yeah, I was trying. Right. <laughs> so he played in the four-year-old league, and that's where it all started out in O'Fallon, at mm-hmm. Missouri, and uh, took off from there. The yeah. First game he ever played, he got nine goals. Yeah. So I was like, oh, he might be on to something. It's <laughs> so crazy playing under. Right. Because there's a big difference between three-year-olds right, and four-year-olds, yeah, right. but he was playing as a three-year-old. He's always had a nose for the ball. That's I mean, so crazy. <laughs> it is funny to see the natural abilities in young kids. Uh, you know, that can change, obviously. So, um, But as a personality, as a, as a kid, Josh wouldn't sit still, always moving. Right. Anything else? Like yeah, as... he, played, he played everything there was. He played football, he played basketball, baseball, hockey. Wow. All, all at a, you know eventually at a pretty high level mm-hmm. so until he had to start choosing yeah what was what was he best at other than soccer uh probably basketball second maybe hockey third mm-hmm. you could on any given day though yeah he was 
just he was pick pretty one. impressive, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, did he have a favorite if it wasn't soccer, maybe? Probably basketball. Probably basketball. Yeah. Very interesting. And that's probably what he played the least of organized, though, just because mm-hmm. time restraints. But. That makes sense. Um, what um, when you were coaching? At what age did you? That, so you were you the coach in the three year, the three year old league, four year old? I helped out with that one. Yeah. Um, we moved him into Scott Gallagher around six years old, and that's when I became his coach there. Me and okay. a friend of mine, Gene Tatham. So we were the coaching tandem. We yeah, went to high school with him. How'd you end up coaching him there? Did, were they just looking for coaches? Or? Yeah, at that point it was just you kind of we brought a team in. Yeah. Um, okay. And we were the dad coaches real organic thing that (laughs) makes sense um so when did it get kind of really serious i mean scott gallagher at six is still right semi-serious but when did it start getting like real in the soccer world you know like i said we let him play everything until you know sixth seventh grade and he was always on the highest team he could be on at gallagher and he Mm -hmm. played a year up always um about 12, 13 is when we started getting ID camp invitations, which is basically, yeah, they're regionalized. They bring players from all over a region, too. We went to Chicago once, uh, some Collinsville, Illinois, Hmm. a couple times. And, you know, still, I had no idea where it was going, but we just, every opportunity you got, we took and, you know, see where it led. Uh, Definitely. Um, So when did the U.S. come knocking that was, uh, like, so the ID camps are semi, I, I'm not even 100% sure, but they're related to the national team. It means okay. you're on a radar, but there wasn't a national there's team at there. There's scouts there. Right. Yeah. And then 14 was the first camp that he, the first U.S. camp that he got called into in California. Great. And so what was that? Was that in preparation for anything or just friendly? No, I think it was just to start to kind of get groups together and mm-hmm. feel them out. They had them about every three to four months, say that, so three or four a year. Yeah. And you're keeping busy doing all this yeah. stuff. I mean, you're <laughs> driving him to these places. Right. He's not oh, going yeah. down there alone, I imagine, at that you know, age. Uh, now, when he started the U.S. camps, they actually wanted them, they mm. wanted everybody to to start to learn how to travel and learn how to be independent, mm. and that, that's part of the process for him. So, oh. so he did go alone He actually did go to California okay. by himself. They had sent him on a plane by himself, oh. had a layover in Dallas, and... And flew into LAX all by himself. So, how was he, he on it. that? Was you he know, really excited to leave? Was, and... I, you know, he was excited. We, you know, he did always have a phone, so if anything went wrong, he could call. But uh, yeah. I think his mother and I'm, or yeah, his mother and I were more nervous than he ever was about it. Sure. He always handled it pretty good. Yeah, I think. Yeah, looking back, I think I would have felt pretty <laughs> similar to him. Um, but is he more of an independent person, though, as a, as a personality? You know, in many ways, yes. Um, never had to do laundry cook you know clean as much yeah, but yeah. Uh, as far as his life yeah he's he's independent are you saying he's a teenager exactly. like a normal <laughs> exactly. he's a normal teenager <laughs> uh, lest we forget with all this that's going on um how about his biggest difficulty over the years what would you say is kind of the thing he struggled the most with maybe at a young age you know there was age? um so he started camps when he was 14 i think he got invited to I can't, it was either two or three that year, and mm-hmm. then there was two or three that he didn't um, get invited to, mm-hmm. which so happens coincided, we didn't even realize he had a he had a hairline fracture in his back, and oh, it was undetected for a long time, but his, obviously his play slipped a little bit, he didn't get wow. invited back, and uh, it hurt his confidence, and he had to battle through that. And sure. We, 
finally he started saying his back hurt. We took him to the doctor and got that all straightened out. And then, uh, you know, then, but it took him, you know, it was a year, I think, that he didn't go to camps. And that was a psychological blow for him. But I think it made him work. You know, he realized that's what he wanted to do. So he dedicated himself to working even harder to get back there. It's so important. You know, the hardship builds builds character that is. You know, yeah, you hate as a parent to see him go through it. But I think in the end, it probably did help him. That's crazy scary, too, though. A yeah, hairline yeah, fracture in a back. Right, right. You know, just the... and, it, and unbeknownst to me, now I find out now that it's fairly common in, oh. in high-level athletes, right in that growing stage from 12 to 14, if you're, if you're doing a lot. And wow. It's, you know, it's almost more of a stress fracture, and all we had to do was rest it. Sure. Which wasn't easy for him. But. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Um, well... Let's talk about Kansas City. We'll start with that because right around the time you said he got his, his first residency around the age of 15 mm-hmm. in the U.S., um, uh, SKC came in knocking a little bit and started showing some interest. Um, what about that homegrown deal? I don't know how much you can talk about, but I know they claimed him, and that was an option at one point. How did right. that end up going down? You know, at that point, we were still very much had college in mind. Um, you know, it was only two years ago, I guess. But it's at that point we were very wide open, and mm-hmm. uh, the offers from Kansas City—they tried and they made a few offers. They just didn't seem significant enough to give up full rides to, to colleges, good colleges. So we just had to—you know—I think I guess the timing more mm-hmm. than anything just wasn't wasn't right at the time. That makes sense. Um, so what happened? You know, we've had a couple. He started getting a really big name for himself around that time. Um, he's been looking good for St. Louis, Scott Gallagher, and the U.S. for a long time, but let's talk about the under-17 qualifying U-20 World Cup that he got to go to. Um, I watched that video recently where he didn't seem to think he was even going to start until right. he was shown that paper either the day of or the day before. Yeah. Uh, that's crazy. Right. Did you talk to him <laughs> about that? Yeah. Um, you know, honestly, the whole summer... So we, my wife and I went down to Panama for the, the CONCACAF, the quali- qualifying, and yeah. uh, that was all good. And we found out down there, Tab Ramos gave me a call first to see if, you know, I was good with it. And I was like, mm. yeah, of course. And uh, yeah. so we found out maybe an hour before Josh, and then Josh found out. And from there, he left. Uh, well, he came home for literally three hours, then flew out to California, then to Japan, mm. and then to South Korea. So he was... <laughs> little bit of a whirlwind no um, kidding but and it, so we're trying to communicate with him this whole time and then the time changes and all that it got yeah. harder and harder but he was like yeah you know at the point he told us he goes i'm not starting but he said i'd get some time you know so we could see what i could do <laughs> and all that so morning of the first game it was 3 a.m our time and i was i set my alarm for th- you know 10 till 3 and i'm like eh, maybe i'll just sleep till halftime to see if it gets in but <laughs> i couldn't do that <laughs> I didn't do it. I did think about it at three in the morning, you know. Wow. Uh, then I'm coming to uh, turn on the TV, and they're singing the national anthem, and I see him in a starter lineup, and I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. So goodness. I didn't know. At that point, I, I hadn't heard yet, so I was like, I didn't know if someone got hurt or if that was the plan. All I didn't right. know what happened, but. We'll have to talk to Tab yeah. to find out what he was thinking. I'm really I'm curious. You he's, guys won't know. He said that he decided the December before that he was going to bring Josh. Now, I don't know about playing time or anything. But right. That was, we never heard about it until Panama. So 
oh, that was obviously is, very exciting. That's <laughs> crazy, yeah, to get inside Tab's head and say, you know, was that, did he change his mind last minute? Right. You know, I yeah. wonder when he made that decision. Yeah, that I don't know. Because he beat out Ibobasi, is a guy who got drafted very high in the mm -hmm. MLS draft. So, you know, when Sporting KC was coming after him, you know, Tab is kind of showing the world at that point. You know, no one had a measurable on, on Josh at that point. Right. But at that point, he was starting above one of the best strikers in the the draft class yeah. of, of the MLS that season. So that's a big deal, and, and he didn't disappoint. You right. know, scoring yeah. so many goals, yeah, he got the silver me, it boot. Was, I was... Uh, you know, it's three in the morning. I'm rubbing my eyes there. I'm like, Josh just scored. Oh, my Josh gosh. Josh scored again. <laughs> You're not dreaming. Uh, that's really great. Anything else about uh, the World Cup? Like, did he come back telling any stories, like, about that? No, you know, I was glad. It seemed like uh, all the players, because he went to one camp with them in January previous, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, they all, you always, you always worry about your kid, and, you know, they're yeah. all older guys and all that, but, uh he said at the World Cup, they all treated him like one of their own, and mm -hmm. I guess scoring a few goals helped. But <laughs> no kidding, no kidding. So I was glad. He sounded like he had a great experience. He liked all the guys. So good, all good. Yeah, and I've heard good things about uh, those both those under seventeen, under twenty groups being very close knit. Um, obviously, you know, heard interviews with guys like Tyler Adams. They just seem yeah. like solid guys. So um, I'm glad to hear that about them. Um, after that, let's talk about Europe. Uh, there's a lot to talk about here. Yeah. Let's let's just start with you went over there. I imagine you had offers, perhaps. How did it start? Maybe what was the first thing you did when you went to Europe? So the first uh, European team that contacted us was PSV Eindhoven, mm -hmm. and uh, they asked if Josh could come over. Um, so he was 16, and. Yeah, so we went over in September, I think, for like nine days, and he trained with them all. And uh, we did get an offer from them at the time. You know, he was still 16. We weren't sure if if that was the right route. And, yeah. You know, we weren't. We didn't say no. We didn't say yes. And they were very cooperative with us. And they're like, they because he couldn't go until he was 18 anyway. We don't it's have true. a European passport, so there wasn't okay. a big rush. Because uh, some guys will train for a while and then sign at 18. Right. Josh wasn't able to do that. Well, you know, I guess they felt he was in a good enough environment with the U.S. team that they didn't good. feel like they had to get him over there to, to get away from anything here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, and we kind of made that a point that said, no matter what we did, we're staying with the 17s through the World Cup. Good. And then, uh, so it, teams were cooperative. I don't mm -hmm. know that they had much of a choice. That's true. But <laughs> well, and it plays to their advantage to be very cooperative, right, to right. be honest with you. So uh, PSV first, then what? PSV first, and then so then we had the the, the second Nike friendlies that Josh played in, mm -hmm. where he got the hat trick against Portugal, and I think he got five or six goals in the three games there. Mm -hmm. And then everything picked up a little bit. Um, yeah. it, we were getting calls I can I honestly couldn't name all of the teams that called from over there so but it was uh it was a pinch me moment for dad still you know okay. we're still it, it's all moving very fast at this point and, and they're uh, calling you yeah well I mean, there's no at that point, at this point we at that point we did just sign the agent okay. right before the friendly so yeah. but he's informing me of all some of them didn't know yet so they're calling me mm -hmm. or getting kind you know so we were kind of getting both and I would defer them to our agent yeah. Dan Siegel he's out of Maryland um so anyway, uh, we set up, you know, they, a lot of, we, we tried to narrow it down to as, as few so we can go make a realistic trip. Because at the time, you know, Josh is still in high school. Mm -hmm. He's traveling with the national team still, so school 
you know, you're gone weeks at a time anyway, so to no miss kidding. another week that we found a little nine day period in February of last year that we went over. We went to Schalke um, for three days, Werder Bremen for three days, and Stuttgart for three days. And while we were there, we also talked to, now the titles don't translate to American exactly, basically the general manager of Bayern Munich. Sure. And we just, so we met him. They were actually playing Werder Bremen that day. Hmm. So we talked with him for a while, too, because he wanted to he wanted Holy to talk cow. to us. So uh, those are the only ones we visited. Um, and, you know, so we at that point we had Kansas City, a nice American option. We had a German option and we had a Dutch option. So it felt like from there we could start to make a decision. England's not a realistic opportunity for 17, 18-year-old Americans. So. Yeah. I'd say you guys narrowed it down very nicely. Uh, <laughs> granted, you were, you were spoiled with some very good options, right. um, de- deservedly so. Um, so when you talk to these guys, you have a list narrowed down to these maybe five or six clubs in Europe plus SKC. Um, what, is, what is your list, let's say, of what are the top requirements, the, the favorite things that you want in a club? Did you guys kind of talk about that together? You know, it was... Uh... Most important, we wanted to try to find a place where he can get playing time, yeah. where he'd be developed, and that somewhere that was the you know with some of the bigger clubs you can get lost in the shuffle. So, yeah. you know, if he's going to make this leap, we want him to to be developed and get some mm-hmm. playing time, get on the field. So that was first and foremost, um, and then after that, it's kind of what are that's then and so that's kind of where we picked our teams from, mm-hmm. and then from when we went over there, it was to see okay, what's day-to-day life like for my son, you know? Yeah. And, and honestly, um, of the three German teams we visited, I, I think I would have been happy with any of the three. Nice. I, uh, that was The setup was phenomenal. I mean, it was they're good, and they look like they take care of their kids. So mm. I felt a lot better after that trip. That's important. Yeah. That's big. Yeah, it was. Um, and I don't know, it was, you know, it was a year – eight or nine months later than the than the Dutch trip and then I don't know what it, I don't know if it was the systems or it just felt I felt a lot more at ease about it at okay that <laughs> more so than the Dutch yeah the PSV yeah. okay that's interesting and they're bigger clubs and bigger budget which doesn't mean necessarily salary but I mean everything so in the Dutch he would have been with a, a, a host family and mm-hmm. you know which could be good could be bad you know there's I left there with more questions than answers. And, I got you. <laughs> and that I felt sense. very comfortable in Germany. Very good. Um, and Josh did too, obviously. Obviously, yeah. So that was my next question is uh, when you guys, when he, of course, he settled on the final decision, um, was there anything that was just why Werder Bremen? You know, why choose them? You know, so the order, we went to Schalke first, then Werder Bremen, and then Stuttgart. And, uh, you know, honestly, we left Schalke, and he was kind of like, "Man, this is pretty nice," you know. And then lots know, of we, Americans we, we there didn't too. Notice anyone, yeah. <laughs> and then so he was like, "I don't know if anyone's going to top this." And then we got mm-hmm. the Werder Bremen, and uh, he just he said it felt like home. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, that's all he had to tell me. And so at that point, you know, he said, "Of the two, that's where I'd go." And then we went to Stuttgart, and it was another great. I mean, it was another great experience, and um, honestly, that's probably was second. If he didn't go to Werder Bremen, it would have been Stuttgart. Okay. But uh, 
And and honestly, uh, besides besides saying he just felt like it at home mm-hmm. at Bremen, I know he likes their uh, general manager. It doesn't translate exactly, but yeah. he likes them a lot. Um, a few of the other people he met there all seem very friendly. So mm-hmm. uh, that was you know that's that's what he says. That's why he did it. I, I would I would, uh, like I said any either one of them mm-hmm. I would have been fine with. Oh, that's great. And uh, they came out when they announced that he would be signing there when he was 18, a verbal agreement at this point. Um, he, they said, also released at the same time, they kind of said where they'd like to see him play. And so ideally they said starting him with the under-23s and then perhaps as early as next year, the senior right. team. And it sounds like the plan, so he can't play any organized games this year mm-hmm. because of he's, he got there too late in the transfer window and all that, their rules. So he can't even... He can't even play games with the 23s except for friendlies. He can't play organized matches. Gotcha. But, uh, he can train with first team. He can train with the 23s. And then they said basically he'll go to their camp at the Open of next year with the first team and, mm-hmm. you know, let the cards fall where they may. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you guys look outside of the family? Did you ask guys in St. Louis? Where did you guys look for yeah. advice on, on, on choosing the right team? I found out it's hard because... <laughs> How's that? <laughs> not everybody not everybody does it. You ask a lot of people, they're like, man, I don't know. Yeah. I talked to Kevin Kalish at Gallagher a lot. I probably probably uh, called his phone more than he wanted me to. <laughs> I doubt <laughs> he that. Was not, yeah, he, I doubt was always, that. he was always very helpful. You know, he did whatever he could. And, yeah. uh, um, you know, I did talk to A.J. Cochran, um, his oh, dad, great. and just got, you know, advice on what he's been through and MLS mm. and that kind of stuff. And, uh you know, basically, I leaned on my agent a lot because he's been doing this for 30 years and mm-hmm. just tells other experience, or not my agent, Josh's agent, mm-hmm. um, other agents at the time. Because, like I said, I narrowed it down to about three for six months or so, and I didn't know how I was going to choose because I, I honestly liked them all. But mm-hmm. And I kind of leaned on all of them, and I appreciate their help. But, yeah. Which is which is good, right? It's it's scary talking to agents because yeah. you hear good and bad uh, there things. Was, there's yeah. plenty of bad ones too. Yeah. Oh, so you experienced some <laughs> oh, bad <yeah>. ones? <laughs> yes. Okay, All, they're coming with, coming at you seeing dollar signs. <laughs> right. uh, that makes total sense. Uh, Taylor Twelman seemed to, you know, he did the interview um, at halftime when they announced after they announced everything right. that was happening. Was he someone that you were able to talk to? Um, not me, Josh has. I, I haven't got to talk to him personally. Gotcha. Um, through our agent a little bit, I heard he's a fan, but okay. makes sense in our St. Louis guy. So. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully he's rooting for him. Oh, I, I get the feeling he is, <laughs> yes. Um, okay, well, let's talk about, um, we're going to move on to more about I'm a father, you're a father who is raised, obviously, a, a professional athlete mm-hmm. at this point. He's about to be a professional athlete. Um, you were a player, so not all of us were players, you know, not all of us have coached as long as you have, but as a father, I would love to hear some advice on raising an athlete child that becomes pro. I'm not asking necessarily, give me five steps to make my kid a pro, right, you know, right. but just advice on, on how to do it right, on how to maybe enjoy it. I don't know what yeah. kind of advice you would have in that regard. You know, um, one thing we always let Josh do was A, play everything, and and take a break from everything. You know, I, I do believe, you know, it, it, you know, in my opinion, there's too much year-round of every, you know, any sport you pick. Like, okay. if you choose this sport, you got to play it year-round. I'm like, uh, you can take a break from it. And, you know, a month off, two months mm-hmm. off, whatever it is, just get away from it. 
kind of refreshes the battery. Um, and then I would say, you know, if, if you do see your son or daughter has a knack for something, I'd put them at the highest level that they can succeed at. Mm. You know, so if they can play up and still be successful, you let them play up. If they can play up two years and still be successful, let them do that. But, mm. you know, you want to challenge them but not bury them. Yeah. How about, um, did he ever reach a point where he just didn't want to go? You know, he was like, Dad, I don't want to go to practice today or maybe for weeks straight. And for him, and that's probably unique to him. He, sure. he never did. He, was, yeah. <laughs> he always didn't mind going. We yeah. had, there was plenty of times he had, a, you know, he had to go right, right from an academy soccer practice to a hockey practice, wow. and he had a four-hour night of practices, and he couldn't get enough. He'd come oh. home and start juggling or something. So That's impressive. Now, I, I wouldn't recommend that for probably most people, but <laughs> you know, it, my, my mother used to say, Give him, you know, let him stay home one night. And I was like, if I let him stay home, he's running around the neighborhood kicking balls and doing, you know, he doesn't rest. Yeah. You know, like, so it's either organized or disorganized. <laughs> right, exactly. He's gonna do it either way. <laughs> that makes sense. Where did he get that from? Is there someone in the family that's like that? Uh, no, his little sister kind of is. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys just make these these uh, these kids that are crazy yeah. for sports. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, crazy cool. active anyway. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair. 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 Um, and that played out in a very good way in in, in your kid's case. What your daughter? She plays soccer as well. We should yeah, at least mention a, that. Yeah, Alyssa. She's with Scott Gallagher. So okay. She's great. She's seven years old. So. Seven? Yep. Oh, wow. Big gap there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. All <laughs> we right. That. We won't talk about that. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, you were a coach for a long time. So how about advice to parents who coach? Did you end up getting any licenses or anything like that? Uh, I got the, the lowest level, I think, sure. a DE license. So, um, yeah. so as a coach, what would you suggest to just coaching up young kids? Um, the biggest thing, plan your practices, you know, mm -hmm. don't waste time. Um, and then try to keep it fun, especially when they're little kids. You know, the yeah. most important thing, they got to want to come back. If it's not a fun practice or if you're drilling them, yelling at them, mm -hmm. it's no fun and they'll lose interest in the sport. So that would be the main thing. Uh, very good. Um, let's talk about U.S. soccer. We all, as Americans, had a bad day <laughs> yesterday. Um, and you've been able to see how it works in the U.S. system. And for for Josh, it was the academy going away. He spent, it got to the point where it seemed like he spent more time with uh, the national team than he did with Scott Gallagher yeah. at a certain point. Yeah. Uh, first of all, what, what age did that start? Pretty much 15 is when he moved right away. down. To, so, um, yeah, December of his 15. Mm -hmm. um, so for Josh, it worked really well. Yeah. Um, and you haven't been able to see necessarily a change over time, I don't think, or have you? Has, has U.S. soccer been pretty consistent in the years you've been there? It's been yeah. like two or three. I feel like it has. I mean, he's had the same coach the whole time. Oh, has John he? John Hackworth. So, okay. Yeah, so, I mean, it's been pretty consistent. Um, I didn't realize that. Did, yeah. did Hackworth move up with the teams, or it just yeah. happened to be that way? I guess they, they started calling him. Well, it was the 15s when he started, but they just kids the coach moves up with okay. him through the – now he won't. After the World Cup, if Josh goes on to the 20s or whatever, it'll sure. be a different coach. But. That makes sense. Okay. Uh, so with your experience with U.S., um, would you say it has what you've experienced has affected? Do you feel like it's been good for the United States in general, the way it works? I think it is. I think Americans struggle. Uh, we want everything right now. Yeah. And they don't under. I mean, a lot of people, and I didn't until I went over there, what the culture is in Europe and other mm -hmm. countries, it's it's soccer, soccer, soccer. Um, 
we're not there yet, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. We're getting there. Um, it just takes time. You know, I think I think the developmental academy is a good thing, mm-hmm. um, but this just doesn't. It's not going to happen overnight. These countries have been doing this for a hundred years. You know, so yeah. we it it takes time to catch up with them. And America's United States is used to. As the fans, we're used to winning yeah. <laughs> everything, and I think it frustrates a lot of people. But I do think I think there is progress, despite what happened last night. Sure. Yeah. So, what's a what is it like? Did you get to see? Obviously, you did. You saw some youth players because I guess he trained probably with some of the younger kids mm. at first. So, what were some of the differences that you did see about in Germany? Obviously, is one of the best places to be a youth player. You know. Um, and it's not so much the individual players. It's just, uh, I think it's the the whole culture. The practices are, uh, and I didn't get to watch Josh practices here so much. So I don't know how the U.S. practices were, but over there, I guess you would say they're they're one through eighteen on the roster. There's mm-hmm. not a big gap. Over here, mm-hmm. I think there is a lot of them, and I think it's just because they get good coaching from the time they're three up. Mm-hmm. They get a, probably you know better quality coaching than we have here you know dads can sign up like I did yeah (laughs) and you know I I I like to think I was okay but uh you know I didn't I didn't have to uh try out to be a coach you know Mm -hmm. I just got to be the coach because my son was on the team and that's what happens a lot here and and it doesn't make the dads bad for doing it but over there you have to have license you have to give training and it's just they they started so young and Mm -hmm. consistently all the way through their development yeah and you know we just saw iceland qualify and taylor twelman i just saw the tweet uh before you got here i saw that um he said it iceland as a whole is the size of corpus christi texas <laughs> and has more licensed coaches than all of the united states right. in that small amount of space so i think you're right i think yeah. we do we have a long way to go before we get to that level right. um to, that's and that's just iceland you know right. so uh, that's really interesting. Um, let's just close up with um, what is practically. Josh is over in India right now. Mm-hmm. He's got a game tomorrow morning. Yep. For, morning for us, right? right? Yeah. Um, first of all, has he talked about it? Have you talked to him about the last couple of games and how he's done? Oh, uh, he I talked like? to him today a little bit after the debacle last night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, like, he was still shocked. He was like, I still can't believe it. We all um, are. But, uh, no, he knows what they have to do still. And yeah. They 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 want to win the group to get the best possible positioning for the next round mm-hmm. or next round. So, you know, they know they guess still got work ahead of them. I, it's a pretty focused group. They yeah. don't, you know, they don't take they don't have too many bad games, and I don't expect one tomorrow. So, very nice. And what did he say about the games he's played so far? About the competition has it been pretty tough. A little better than he thought. Kind yeah, of what he thought. You know, India was probably just what he thought it would be. They played very defensive. They were mm-hmm. outmanned by you know they probably will be the whole tournament. So of course, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so that was, I think, frustrating because they had so many men deep. But he understood yeah. what was going on. He does have a pretty good brain for the game. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I honestly haven't talked to him too much about the Ghana game because uh, when I got a chance to talk to him at the U.S. had just lost the, the, the full men's team. Uh-huh. So I talked more about that than the Ghana game. Yeah, I did yeah. ask him how his, how his head was because he got in that little collision, and, uh, right, but he's right. all good. Good. Good to <laughs> um, hear. Other than that, we started talking about the U.S. game, the, the full men's team game, so I didn't really get to 
yeah. follow up. Looked like a tough game though, <laughs> the Ghana game. Yes, it did. It did. Uh, I was glad to get three points out of that one. I could. Very much so. It was, it was tight. It was <laughs> scary at times. Um, how about? Um, does he kind of did you did he mention in the conversation about you know I'm I'm now looking at this U17. This is our future. This is like these are this is where the U.S. can have hope now. You know, senior team is what it is. Right. Now we can look to our 17 year olds or 20 year olds because. 2022 is a long way off now. Right. Um, you know, I, I imagine Josh has some goals about 2022. Yeah. He's, uh, you know, that? first he wants to get to Bremen, make sure. that first team and keep progressing. Um, he He's pretty grounded, you know. He knows what he wants, but he's not. he doesn't talk about it a whole lot. I mean, mm-hmm. he does obviously wants to play for the, the full men's national team, but uh, he hasn't come out and quite... You know, he hasn't said, hey, I'm going to be on that team. But yeah. I think he, he knows he's got steps to take, and that's his ultimate goal. He seems humble. He seems smart, maybe older than his age. Um, maybe that's just because he's been really good at shaping his public image, yeah. uh, naturally, <laughs> obviously. Um, would you say that's true? Yeah, I think uh, I'm almost just as pr- more proud of that than his actual play on the field. He's handled it all tremendously at this point, and, mm-hmm. and that's a process, too. That's still that's still ongoing. You know, you can blow that with one stupid move, so <laughs> no doubt. We, we tell him all the time, you know, hey, yeah. stay humble, work hard, and so far I think he's done a great job of it. Uh, again, I'm, I'm compelled to agree with you on that. <laughs> um, anything else you want to say before we go? No, no. Thanks for, thanks for chatting with me. Mm-hmm. No, thank you um, very much. <laughs> Uh, good luck to you. Good luck to Josh in, in all that has that the world has in store for you. There's a lot coming, so I appreciate it. All right.